Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing? Christmas is in just a week from uh, the day we're recording this. We we waited to record this uh, day just so we could talk about the result of the national championship game, and then maybe some Dylan Ryland news would break, but uh, that hasn't broken yet. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, Grandpa, first of all, how you doing? How's how's Christmas treating you so far? I yeah, mean, I just yet, but... was disappointed in yesterday's volleyball game, but not surprised. Yep. I'm I'm just not surprised at all. Not that the girls weren't great, and and but. They just ran into a buzzsaw yesterday. That's just unfortunate. Yeah, and I, I don't know if they had their best game. Uh, speaking for Nebraska, I don't know if they played their best. Uh, but, of course, that Texas team was just playing really, really well. Uh, yeah. I mean, they destroyed Wisconsin in the semifinals 3-1, and that Wisconsin team was – I mean, it, for all indications, it looked like it was Wisconsin-Nebraska going to be yeah. in the national championship again uh, just because both those teams were so, so good. But – Hey, we talked about this last week when we previewed this national championship game. This team's all coming back next year, assuming no one transfers out, which I don't think anyone will. Uh, when you're when you go to a national championship game and lose, you usually don't transfer. <laughs> but uh, um, so they're all coming back, and they'll all be much better next year. And as uh, Harper Murray, I don't know if you saw this, Grandpa, but she talked about in her press conference after the game. She said uh, Nebraska's going to win three. Uh, three national championships <laughs> in the next three years, and then yeah. uh, Becca, Becca Alec from off from off camera just goes, "F yeah!" <laughs> on that, yeah, really? it was it was pretty it was the best timing I've I've seen in a press conference. It was pretty good. So, uh, but that I mean, <laughs> I yeah, didn't see that. It was pretty good, uh, and uh, I mean, they're just really like this is a th- this is a team that didn't really have a chip on its shoulder because they hadn't really lost anybody. Like that they like that Wisconsin game they lost didn't really change anything, Uh, but this is the only this is the first game they've lost where it really left them feeling like they left something out there, Uh, and so this will be a massive chip on their shoulder next year and they're gonna have something to play for which is very scary for other teams in my opinion so, uh we'll see but what were your initial thought just final thoughts on their season so far Grandpa I don't know if we have to dive too deep into it but yeah I. Had they won, it would have been hallelujah. Uh, yeah, I, I think just as you said, uh, what 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 Texas did to a really good, in my opinion, uh, Wisconsin team. Now, they beat Wisconsin. We beat Wisconsin. They beat Stanford. We beat Stanford. So these are I, – I, I don't necessarily think that the score yesterday was indicative of the difference between those two. Uh, teams now you know texas could do no wrong yesterday i mean everything that they attempted just about you know was good and nebraska yeah. they befuddled nebraska their serve they wanted an 11 and 0 tear and i think in the second uh set you yeah don't see that a in i i haven't seen it in volleyball not that i've been a fan that long or know that much but Certainly against a, a top tier team in a championship game, I can't, I can't yeah. ever recall that. A, Nebraska led ten to seven, and when they got up off the floor, they were down <laughs> ten points. Just, it was just, it's just crazy, just absolutely yeah. crazy. I, I know that there are people who can serve really, really well, but I thought that Nebraska would be able to 
combat that, but they didn't. They, those SIRs were great. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't you can't find fault with that. But again, when you start four freshmen on a on a on a team that went thirty three and one up till that game, I mean that's that's phenomenal that those girls were able to get that much out of inexperience. I put that in right. quotes. Uh, is amazing. They they have nothing to hang their heads about. Uh, I'm very very proud of of our girls. They played beautifully, and they're going to be kicking butt, I believe, for the next several years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I mean, and as I said, they have something to play for now, and they have some external motivation, which is the scariest thing you can give a team. Uh, and and of course, you have to remember that this is all without Lindsey Krause, who's been out since October yeah. too. So th- imagine, I mean, I don't know how much that would have changed the game yesterday because you lose by three sets. Okay, one player is not going to make a three set difference, and it it was it didn't it wasn't like every single game came down to the wire. The first one did a little bit, uh, but Nebraska kind of just was behind the entire time and trying to battle back uh, against Texas after losing that first set. It felt like even in the first set they got down twenty one to sixteen at one point, I think. Um, and, and just kind of had to keep battling back and they tied it at one point and then Texas won two points straight and, and then, uh, ended up winning the, that first set. And after the first set, it kind of seemed like after that 11 0 run, it kind of seemed in my opinion, like it was over, uh, just cause yeah. Texas had all yeah. the momentum on their side. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. it, it didn't seem like whatever Nebraska, like at that point in the second, by the time after, after you play the second set, it's like, well, you've tried just about everything you can to to beat this team and, and figure out what's going on because you've had a bunch of time and, and like a, two sets of experience to do that. And uh, it, there was the thought in the back of my head of if any team is going to come back down two sets and win the national championship, it's right. the Nebraska team. Right. Uh, yep. And then started watching the beginning of the third set. And it just uh, Texas was up 10-7 and just never really let their foot off the gas, which credit to them. That's really easy to do, uh, especially after it feels like you've been destroying a team uh, is just kind of let your foot up off the gas just slightly. And I think that would have killed Texas if Nebraska was able to win just a set that flips the momentum totally over to Nebraska's side. Uh, and and I think that they can feed off that a little bit and maybe make it closer. Uh, I, I don't know if I guarantee that they'd win if they win a set, but it would have make, made it a little bit easier for sure. I kind of thought that Nebraska would, if they were to win, that would be five sets that I think. Yeah. That, 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 Texas very well could win the thing, but when you again you go back to what what they did to Wisconsin, man. Um, I I don't think any anybody this side of you know in, in college uh, D one volleyball could have beaten Texas yesterday. They were on top of their game. Yeah, that, all all the credit goes to them. I mean, I hate losing to Texas in anything, let alone you know a national championship game. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, it makes sense that uh, I mean, just after you you combine this with kind of the, I mean, obviously I don't remember it, but the uh, I believe two thousand and nine Big Twelve championship game loss, and it kind of feels like Texas always has a number in big games when we play against them, no matter the sport. But uh, yeah, it's it, it it just sucks, and I, I think you're right that Texas could have beaten any team uh, in in the country yesterday. Uh, and and they would it, there's no one that could have beat that team the way they were playing the way that they were hitting um and 
It just was in the way they were serving, especially that was something that Nebraska really couldn't match or do anything about. It seemed like no matter how many times that they tried to receive those serves. And, and then you look at the number of seniors on their roster versus on seniors on Nebraska's roster, zero to, I don't know how many I have to check, but they had, they had some six year seniors. And so you get a lot of experience and maybe that's what, what uh, was the weakness yesterday in Nebraska, maybe so-called inexperience, uh, Maybe inexperience in, you know, Texas is coming off a national championship last year. Yeah. So it's back to back. You know, they're a little, you know, proven. And, uh, you know, I get all that, but uh, we'll get them next year. I, I don't know. Just it'll be fun to watch those those girls blossom, mature, because uh, they're going to be, a, I think, a force to be reckoned with. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I hope we get Texas next year in the national championship and send them <clears> home this time. But, uh, yeah, so that's that That was basically the top story from this weekend. I think it, it, it would have probably been second top if Dylan Raiola had committed. But let's talk some Husker football real quick. Let's talk Dylan Raiola. No commitment yet. However, he did take his official visit to Lincoln this weekend, or past weekend, I should say. So this Saturday and Sunday, the 16th and 17th, he was in Lincoln. Uh, he was at He was at literally every single sporting event that was going on that weekend it was crazy he went to the women's basketball game against southern yesterday uh he went to a wrestling dual meet uh at the bob uh i believe saturday uh and just was at any, any sport events he could be with um he traveled down to lincoln from uh georgia with uh donovan and dominic both of them came with him uh just obviously the family so uh and then one of them's the coach so makes sense but uh it looks from what I'm seeing and from what I'm hearing, I mean, I don't want to jinx anything and I'm actually sitting at a wood table, so I can knock on wood um, <laughs> that I think that Dylan Earl is coming to Nebraska. I think we've pulled, I think Matt rules pulled off one of the most impressive flips and it just has yet to materialize. Uh, I, I don't know if Dylan's just wants to weigh it over. Obviously I understand people are expecting him to commit this weekend because he was in Nebraska and all that kind of stuff. But Knowing Dylan and knowing the way he committed to Georgia last year, he took these visits and then thought about it and then committed. It wasn't a, oh, I'm here. He 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 wants to really ration through it, which is a very mature thing to do. I think uh, is it, just kind of figure out. Okay, well, like you you get the feeling, you get the impulse of, oh, this campus is amazing. This like the staff's amazing, which is what they're trying to do is like get you to commit. And then obviously uh, signing days coming up pretty soon. I know a lot of our commits are signing national letters of intent either today or tomorrow or later this week. Uh, at the actually, they, actually it's, it's Wednesday. It's it's the next Wednesday is the signing date. I don't think you can sign before then. I think it's 20th is the date. You can commit. Oh, really? You can commit oh, okay. all day. But uh, yeah, the signing won't. So maybe he, maybe he comes to Lincoln. Maybe he's staying in Lincoln and then I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it seems like everyone that's everyone that's anyone when it comes to recruiting uh, is predicting a flip. But it just I mean, obviously, you have early signing days, you said, coming up this Wednesday, which we'll do a show after it. Everything goes down. That, that's the 20th. Yeah, this is or the 20th. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. So this yeah. this Wednesday. So we'll yeah. do a show probably on Thursday. Get that out to you guys on Thursday. Just our reaction to the class and whatever ends up happening with Dylan Raiola. Um, and. I mean, as I said, it looks like everything he's maybe he is staying in Lincoln. Maybe you're right. There's a lot of speculation. All of it's speculation right now uh, because he hasn't decided anything. But the fact that he took such a late official visit to Nebraska, 
and, and see well, he's he was been it's not like he's never been here before he, right he's been here we don't even know how many times because his, his uncle is on the staff he can could see his uncle anytime he wants to Right, right. And it's not even and it's not also like I've heard of other like recruits talking about how like, oh, I'm just going to take an official visit just because like I'm not going to go. But OK, they'll like give me all the treatment. They'll they'll all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. They'll give me tickets to a football game, that kind of thing. I get to watch them play some big game. Right. Uh, but he's not coming during football season. So right. he's that's not that's not a factor. And as and that's a good point. As you're saying, I didn't think of that. If he can just he can come down whenever he wants. And he's been he's been to Nebraska already on an unofficial visit. So uh, it's it's the same kind of thing. And he was seen with uh, Malachi Coleman yeah. at the uh, women's basketball game. They were seated together uh, talking and uh, he was just at all the sporting events. And it just seems like there's a well, level. Why of would you not there. sign if you go through all that? I mean, right. Especially then, this late. And then, then the other thing, the other question, I'm sure you've thought about it. Uh, what what changed with Georgia with him? Why did yeah. he suddenly, was it money? Was it playing time? Because he's got Beck, uh, the, the kid who started. Right. Yeah, Carson Beck. Finished, yeah. yeah, finished in the Heisman voting. I mean, he's not going to go anywhere. Um, so... Uh, there had something had to happen. I, I don't necessarily think it was the allure of Nebraska, but something has happened. Maybe the NIL money changed, or what do you suppose? I mean, I, the 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 I've thought about this a little bit. The conclusion that I've come to is well, it's not like a, I don't think it's a playing time thing because Georgia's uh, you have Carson Beck, who's their starter from this year, and is playing really well and I think will be a Heisman finalist next year probably yeah. if he continues to progress the way he has and as you said he did he wasn't a Heisman finalist this year but he finished uh, decently high in the voting I don't know where specifically but mm-hmm. um but uh I think that like Georgia's other quarterbacks their second string quarterback has already transferred out their third string, I don't, I don't, is like a no one really. I mean, it's Georgia. Even when you get to that, you get third string. It's like, okay, well, who is this guy? But I mean, the only thing I can think of is that that they didn't make it to the college football playoff. If you're just looking at it from a purely why are you leaving Georgia right now standpoint of a Georgia losing to Alabama in a big game without a lot of their players, which I mean, okay that that would be kind of a silly reason to decommit from a school is just, Oh, they didn't win the SEC championship. Yeah, and they didn't yeah. get in the college football playoff one year. That would mean, Oh, okay. Well now I have something to go earn next year. But my thought is it's probably that Carson Beck is going to be a starter locked in for a little bit there. Um, and uh, that may be what Donnell is seeing, or he's just seeing that like, Hey, Nebraska needs somebody at quarterback, someone that like the trajectory of the program is going in a steeper incline i guess like up upward trajectory than georgia's is but i feel like georgia's already on top so i honestly i don't know what his rationale is uh i would love to know of course but uh i don't know why this is even sort of becoming a thing uh it, it, it in my mind if i'm in dylan Rowe's situation obviously i don't know everything that he's been told and what people are telling him uh but i would not leave the school that I committed to because Georgia is a perennial sec power perennially in the top four perennially in the college football playoff. And it has a shot at winning the sec title every single year. There's no one in the sec East that really competes with 
uh, Georgia, I mean, Missouri kind of did this year, but okay, they're not really. Ole Miss sometimes does, but Georgia seems to be able to beat those teams pretty handedly. And uh, I honestly don't, I don't know why he's he's switching Maybe, as much as he is right now. Do you suppose it has something? And I don't know. I'm. This is just. Uh, do you suppose it has something about being a big fish in a little pond? or a little fish in a big pond because comes to Nebraska, yeah. he is El Numero Uno. Of course, yeah. with it comes a lot of pressure too. First interception, right. first game you lose. Uh, but, you know, how many, how many uh, top 100 players does Georgia have on its team? And I, I, I don't know how many they have committed. I'm venturing to guess it's a heck of a lot more than what Nebraska is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think, and, the, I think Georgia right now is the number one class in the country as of right now. So you go there and you're a, so what? Yeah. You're a five-star big deal. Yeah. You to Nebraska, yeah. you're a five-star. We've never had a five-star quarterback at Nebraska, at least when they've, in the age that they've been giving right. stars to players, Tommy Frazier probably would have been a five-star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, we'll probably find uh, this out later somewhere down the road. Somebody's going to ask him, well, what was the deal? And I think he's going to – he doesn't want to say anything now. He doesn't want to, you know – He, he doesn't want to mess up his spot. Right, yeah. Yeah. And maybe it is NIL money because, as you were saying, George, you're a five-star, okay, big deal. Like, we have, like, 20 of those. But Nebraska – Holy cow! Every single business is going to want to work with you because you're going to be the most popular kid in the state. Right. Uh, right. And, and obviously, there's the fame and stuff that comes with that. But he doesn't strike me as a kid that would transfer just or not. Sorry, that would flip just for fame. It doesn't. That doesn't seem like what he is and what his family encourages in him. Um, and what do you, what so, do you make? And, and I think you're right. What do you make of the fact that? The last three years of his high school, he's played in three different high schools in three different states. Yeah, Texas, I mean, it's Arizona and Georgia. He just keeps kind of progressing in like difficulty of opponent, I think, is what the uh -huh. goal for that is. Mm -hmm. uh, it, maybe not with Buford so much as, but it, I assume there's a little bit of that. Playing football in the South is way different than playing football in, I don't know, like Montana or whatever, but. Um, I think that he's just doing that just to kind of build his profile and just build a skill set and get a bunch of other players. And I think the, I mean, he, he went from Texas to Chandler high school in Arizona, uh, and then Chandler to Buford. So I think that it just may be just a skill thing of him trying to develop and playing against better competition. I don't know. The Buford one is the only one that I think would maybe be related to college just because it's in Georgia. And he did that after he committed to Georgia, he right. transferred there. Um, so well, it, I don't know. Bought a home there. Not, I mean, right. His dad played, I don't know how many years in the NFL, but a lot should, should have a boatload of money. Right, but right. I guess from that standpoint, you figure, well, that's a done deal. He isn't going anywhere except Georgia. But now, uh, and you and you figure, okay, they bought a house in in Georgia, then they got to sell it. You know, I mean, these are ancillary reasons or or factors that enter into the this decision making. But right, I would imagine money's not an issue for uh, for his parents. And probably right. if I had, if I had to guess, I mean, his dad was an all American Remington award winner at Nebraska. 
you know, one of the best offensive linemen we've ever had, one of the best centers. Um, so why wouldn't his dad want him to come to Nebraska? I mean, you got to figure that as he's probably he's, he's trying to accommodate his son to make sure that the decision is is Dylan's and not Dominic's. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So, and then, and I, but, but something had to happen, and I, that's what I want to find out. That's that's what we need to find out at some point. What happened? in that decision-making process. Right. And I think we'll, we'll find out after the signing date, maybe it could yeah. be months after, as you said. Right. But, right. Uh, and then the other thing that has been screwing with this situation is that Danny Kalen canceled his official visit to Michigan state said he's still committed to Nebraska. So that makes you think maybe Matt rule saying, Hey, actually Dylan's not coming. So you can stay because he, <laughs> he decided to go to the, he decided that he's going to take an official visit to Michigan state after Dylan committed. However, there is another factor in that because uh, Adrian Childs, I think is his name, Oregon State's backup quarterback, announced he was transferring to Michigan State to follow his head coach, Jonathan Smith, to Michigan State to be his quarterback. I assume that also had something to do with Danny Kalen oh, sure. canceling that sure. visit because then it's like, well, there's not even a starting spot for me there um, because all of, Mi of Mich Michigan State's quarterback room transferred out as we talked about. Um, and then Jeff Sims announced he's entering the transfer portal as well. That we kind of expected. We were just waiting for when that was going to happen. He'll probably end up at some FCS school or group of five schools, we said. Uh, and then Casey Thompson has been rumored to come back to Nebraska. He has been granted that seventh year of eligibility due to uh, medical hardship as he tours ACL in game four or five for Florida Atlantic. Uh, there were a bunch of things on social media of him with Gabe Irvin and a couple other guys uh, just messing around in Lincoln, throwing a football around. Uh, he didn't say anything about his intentions, but if he comes back, I mean, holy cow, our quarterback room next year could be Danny Kalen. If all of this works out in Nebraska's favor and all the rumors we're hearing are true, this could be. Dylan Raiola, Danny Kalen, Chubba Purdy, Heinrich Harburg, Casey Thompson, all in the same quarterback room. Of course, <laughs> we're going to have to cut somebody. <laughs> and just the, someone's going to transfer. My feeling is it's probably going to be Heinrich, uh, just based off the fact that he got a shot and the way that Nebraska plays offense with him just does not work that great in the Big Ten, especially with Nebraska's offensive line getting banged up all the time, it seems like. Uh, he's not that great of a thrower. I'd rather have him transfer out than Chuba transfer out. I think Chuba has a lot more potential just from what we've seen. He's a yeah. fast runner and Chuba just keeps getting kind of dinged up uh, at the beginning of the season. So it's like, we kind of forget about him. And then, I mean, obviously the last couple games of the season, he made only really one major mistake and ended up costing us our season. So, I mean, badly timed mistakes, but uh, if he does that against Indiana or whatever, then okay, who cares? Um, but uh, it just was the the moment. But that would be that would be pretty crazy. That's not going to happen. There's no way that that happens uh, where all those guys stay just because you'd not have five scholarship quarterbacks in in the same QB room. It's just not how you build a good program. And I mean, I don't know what Matt rules feeding these guys. I don't know if he gives them lucky charms or what's going on every time they come to Lincoln. But he's working some magic with these quarterbacks. I don't under like there's all these recruits. It's crazy. There's also a. Uh, we're looking to f not flip. I, I, maybe it is a flip, a four-star linebacker. I forget what his name is. Um, 
from uh I think it's from Florida to Nebraska, uh, but he had official visit this weekend as well uh, and loved it. Absolutely loved Nebraska and everything. So that could be huge. Uh, there's also a, we're scheduling a um, Oregon visit for a former four-star running back from Oregon, Dante uh, Dowdle, I think is his name. Uh, he's a transfer uh, target um, for, for Nebraska uh, but he's former four-star running back. That could be huge bringing in from Oregon. Um, so that would be crazy as well. It's just, it seems like all the recruiting stuff blowing up for Nebraska right now. The only thing that's fallen through uh, is Kyle McCord, who we talked about last week, said he's not coming to Nebraska. Uh, a couple days ago, he said he's going to transfer to Syracuse of all places. I get it's close to his hometown, but do you want to win football games, buddy? Because Syracuse is not going to do that for you. They play in the ACC, which is a difficult conference to get into the college football playoff with because the majority of the conference is not good. Um, I mean, they're they're fine. They have a bunch of nine win teams, but it's because they play all these non these conference games against each other with no defense. But uh, I respect that as well. They're going to a bowl game, so uh, I mean, okay, they made a six and six. Uh, I think Dino Babers, their coach, has been either fired or he left. Um, so. The situation there is interesting. Speaking of coaching situations, uh, call back to last year. Mickey Joseph has just been announced as the new Grambling head coach, which is huge for him. Uh, we went through all the uh, charges and everything against him and all that craziness that went down after the season and felt bad for him. So I'm glad to see that he's back at a uh, back coaching college football, which is going to be great. Grambling is going to be a uh, decent program coming up next year, especially with Mickey Joseph at the helm. But of all that stuff, I just rattled off grandpa. What is, what's striking you right now? What do you, what do you, what do you want to talk about here? Because there's so much um, that, I mean, obviously it's going to take more than just this week's episode to discuss and some of the stuff we don't know what will happen, but what other things we want to add on here? What else do you want to talk about when it comes to Nebraska football? Well, I just think the quarterback, situation is just is about as crazy as I, I've ever seen it. Uh, I, it is it is mind-boggling. It's almost like a soap opera. you got you got to have a program to keep keep track of I mean, this is crazy. I'm I not gonna start making spreadsheets. you know and th then you almost think, well well, okay, so like a few days ago, okay, we've lost Danny Kalen. okay, he's gonna go to Michigan State or whatever. Uh, Kyle uh, uh, McCord, he's he's not going to come to Nebraska. If they lose Dylan Riola, now you're down to nobody. Is it's like, yeah, you know, is, could that could that happen? I was thinking about that was snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. You got yeah. all these players, so we don't get McCord. We don't get well. Maybe Danny is looks like he's going to come here after all, which would be great for Nebraska. But uh, it's the next couple of days, it'll all fall into place and all, and all the pieces will, you know, we'll, we'll know what the heck is going on. Or I think we should. Then yeah, there's going to be spring training and spring practice. And then we know that that uh, last uh, last spring after the spring game, uh, was it? I mean, uh, uh, Logan Smothers transferred, but I think it was Casey who transferred after they committed to to Jeff Sims. I, I think I could be wrong on that, but I think that's yeah, I think that's I, happened. Yeah, I think that's the timing as well. It might have been before the springing because I don't remember him 
us really talking about him that much going into the spring game. I think it was before because I don't think he was even there, or maybe because he was injured. I forget, but um, yeah, yeah I, he he transferred before that. Now he could be coming back, which that would be huge as well. I think Casey Thompson was. Uh, I mean, if we had Casey Thompson this year, I think Nebraska goes maybe eight wins. Yeah, yeah. Right, um, right, just right. he's just a solid quarterback, and really, I mean, as much as it sucked for him to tear his ACL, I think that might have been something that actually down the road ended up being good for him um, just because you get another shot to come back to Nebraska maybe. And I mean, obviously he'd love to finish his career here. Fans loved him. I'd love to see him back. Uh, even if, I mean, if he doesn't get the starting job or if he remotely thinks he's going to get the starting job, I don't think he's coming back because obviously why would you, he has one year of eligibility left. He's not going to waste it just sitting on some bench right, and, and right. it, it so we'll see with what, what happens with that. But um, if Dylan doesn't commit, I could see Casey Thompson transferring um, because then there's only Danny Kalen he has to beat out. And then you could let Danny develop for a year, which Matt rule loves. He loves development any chance All he right. can get. Um, so we'll see. But I, I mean, this Dylan news has to break uh, in the next, I mean, today's Monday, the 18th. It's got to break by the morning of the 20th if he's flipping if he's not uh then i mean i don't think we're going to hear anything all the husker fans have been going pretty crazy over i mean i only we only have uh twitter or x i should say it's hbt hbt huskers pod over on x if you want to go follow us but that's all i've been seeing on on x is just all the husker fans saying oh he's gonna flip he's gonna flip he's gonna flip he hasn't done it yet but i think he likes keeping people on their toes so we'll see he's cutting it down to the wire but uh what else, anything else you want to touch on when it comes to college football here grandpa oh, i guess i should say one more thing about uh transfer uh, portal targets for nebraska uh princely uma Mylan, uh prince will uma Mylan's brother uh, was a transfer target that Nebraska might have been able to get. I forget. I think he was transferring from Florida. He ended up committing to Ole Miss a couple days ago and is all in with them. So um, there's that. Uh, but uh, that was kind of one that was maybe a fringe get for Nebraska. But uh, anything else you want to talk about when it comes to – We got to... some basketball to talk about. We should probably jump into that. Yeah, definitely. Husker basketball. Um just beat Kansas State, a good Kansas State team, an eight and two Kansas State team, 62-46 yesterday um at Kansas State, which is huge. Um, the Kansas State coach said after that Nebraska just kicked their butts. Um, and Nebraska Andy Katz is the uh guy that works for the NCAA. He does his power 36 uh ranking every single week. Nebraska's number 25 in that right now, as of this week, ahead of Michigan State, ahead of Baylor, ahead of Texas, uh, which is huge. Those teams are perennially uh in the tournament. So, I mean, this could be Nebraska's year the way they're playing right now. They're nine and two playing really, really well. Uh, they, the, they lost the back-to-back -back games to Creighton and Minnesota, as we talked about, and then beat Michigan State by seven and then beat Kansas State. Uh, well, they held Kansas State to 12 points in the second half, I may add. They just looked dominant. Um, and, I mean, holy cow, what do you have to say about them, Grandpa? You know, I I think a lot. I think we've we found after they really got snockered by Creighton, that was that – was, they were taken to the woodshed. I don't think that there are 29 point differences between those two teams. If you recall, no. Nebraska beat Creighton a year ago. Not that that means a whole lot this year, 
And in Minnesota, they they had a they had a, a I think a 14, 15 point lead at the half, and they ended up yep. just getting snockered there. Yep. So they came back and okay, they beat Michigan State. That's not a great team, no. not so far this year. Uh, but they beat a, a reasonably good K-State team. And so I guess the point is that they've come back. I think th- yeah. that team a year ago would have found a way to maybe keep tripping up. So they lost two in a row and now they've won two more. So let's 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 see what they have going on. I, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. And as as we talked about last week, uh, we said they need to bounce back, and they need the response is going to be very uh, indicative of what this team is like because it seemed like Nebraska last year was they'd lose and then keep losing and then keep losing. Uh, but this year, I mean, that's huge. The bounce back. Uh, from those two devastating, the Minnesota loss even more devastating than the Creighton one. Creighton right. is a nationally ranked team, very very good. When they shoot threes, no one can beat them. When they can hit their threes, no one can beat them. I should say, um, and so for Nebraska to come back against, even though it's not a good Michigan State team, like you said, this Michigan State team is not panned out this year at all for Tom Izzo, and I I don't know what's going on there. I'm sure they're reevaluating, uh, but. Uh, I don't think that Michigan State team's making the tournament the way they played against Nebraska and the way they've just played this entire season. But still, Nebraska gets a good, close-ish win, seven points uh, against Michigan State, and then the K State one. The defense was just on full display. When you when you in college basketball, when you score only sixty-two points, you probably lose. I would like to say about maybe seventy percent of those games, maybe sixty-five, sixty-eight percent of those games, uh, and Nebraska just defensively shut down Kansas state. And it was, I, from what I saw, at least it didn't look like Kansas state just wasn't hitting shots. It was Nebraska was playing some really good defense. So uh, that's encouraging for sure. Uh, when it comes to women's basketball, Nebraska beat, uh, I mean, maybe the Dylan Rayola magic helped out a little bit, but they were only, they were playing Southern who's a decent team, uh, but uh, not super great. Obviously Southern is an FCS f- uh, level, maybe lower than FC. No, I think it's just FCS level football school. But uh, when it comes to basketball, obviously it gets expanded because more teams are in the tournament, that kind of stuff. So uh, they beat Southern 76 to 51 uh, yesterday. That would be Sunday. Uh, Alexis Markowski had 21 points. She had a thousand career points now for Nebraska more. I think more than that, but, uh, she hit her thousandth career point for Nebraska. Uh, then they play Kansas, uh, on Wednesday on, on national signing day at six 30 PM. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, this team is looking pretty good as well. They're nine and two as well. So, I mean, you know, holy cow, or they're eight know, and three. Is that or no, they're nine and two. Never mind. Nine and, nine and two. Um, you and I again last year we were talking about excuse me talking about the uh, Husker recruits the one from uh, from uh, St. Louis area Natalie Potts she's a freshman and she's average averaging in double digits that's fantastic and then they got Lauren uh, Nisley uh, or Nisley I'm not sure how she pronounces her name she's uh, the other one we talked about that they got from uh, Bismarck North Dakota she was yes. a, all you know heralded uh player she had 14 points yesterday again that's against southern but she had a really good game uh darian white and and and, uh, and then jazz shelley threw in 15 points white had eight so 14 points from a freshman a true freshman that's yeah. pretty damn good and that's kind of you know when we talk about recruits they're often just either pictures or they're just names we don't know anything about them now I've got to see how Logan plays and, you know, you, you, you know, they're, they become people 
I mean, more well, better defined, I should say. And it's it's really I'm excited to see those those two girls, both freshmen, playing, getting a, a, Potts is starting, I believe. And uh, so I don't know. It's going to be really fun to see these girls play. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, this could be a year that Nebraska has both teams in the tournaments. That would be Wouldn't crazy. That, be that, that would be, be great. great for both those programs. And I mean, if Fred Hoiberg, um, he had some. There was another video going around on uh, on uh, X after they won yesterday, and it, they're of course dancing in the locker room, all that kind of stuff. And it pans, and Fred Hoiberg's dancing, and it was uh, not the best dancing. I tell you that right now. So uh, I don't, I don't really care he, if he's not a great dancer. I don't really care if he, as long as he keeps winning, we're still good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with him. But it was pretty, it was pretty funny, and it just shows kind of the like that video is not coming out last year with Nebraska basketball, and it just feels like there's a different trajectory for both these teams. And it, you see, okay, well now they're getting the conference play. Any team can be six and six and one seven and one coming out of the non-conference tournaments because it, sometimes a lot of the teams you play is for money for example like southern is paying nebraska a ton of money to come here i'm sure because uh, they're a smaller school um so i mean it's like okay uh you can anyone can beat southern um and then Nebraska playing a bunch of like we talked about last week, they dropped 105 points or 108 points or whatever it was on uh, University of North Carolina, Wilmington or whatever random yeah. little school. But when it gets into Big Ten play against these good teams, uh, what we get against Kansas State, against uh, I mean Michigan, not Michigan State, not really, but we'll see with Nebraska men's basketball coming up here. Um, but like when it when it comes into Big Ten play and you start winning big games, that's that's even more uh, intoxicating and, and means a lot more. So, uh, anything else you want to say here, Grant? Before we wrap up, real quick. Well, we'd, let's just really quickly do. Uh, Alex Gordon is going to be in, inducted into the College Baseball Hall of Fame February fifteenth in Overland Park, Kansas. He's two time All American, two thousand four, two thousand five. Uh, played his whole career with Kansas City Chiefs. So the fact that he's getting inducted in a suburb of Kansas city is just great. Uh, yeah, that is he's great. From, and he's from Lincoln Southeast high school in Lincoln. And that is awesome. I'm more yeah. power. Yeah. So that's great for him. Important. And I, I believe you said Kansas city chiefs. I think you meant the Royals. He didn't play for the, yeah, he didn't play Royals. The Royals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Chiefs, yeah. Well, we'll be back after national signing day. Email us. W R S W podcast or sorry. H B T H podcast at protonmail.com or huskerdanitcox.net with any questions. We'll be back for some National Signing Day news. And as always, go Go Big Red! Red!